Hey everybody, it's Evan Madden coming to you from the Mamaroneck Associated Press. Today's story comes to us from two reporters, Gabby Santo and Cameron Gasmer. They did an investigation into the aftermath of Hurricane Maria in regards to Puerto Rico. Uh, please enjoy the story, and if you like what we do here, feel free to hit the subscribe button. Thank you. To know that we are suffering, that it's not just like give us a plate of food or give us a check. Come and see, come. There's places like Corozal where people are taking water out of mountains because they don't have water. And it's painful and it's hurtful to see this kind of thing going on. We had a river come up from the back all the way up. I lived down the block. And dirty water, every kind of pestilence came up. That was the voice of Iris Gonzalez, a struggling Puerto Rican after Hurricane Maria. And I'm Cameron. And I'm Gabrielle. Hurricane Maria devastated Puerto Rico in early September, leaving them with very little resources to survive. They looked to the United States government for more resources and aid to get back on their feet, but got way less than expected. This made us very curious in uncovering the many issues surrounding the storm. We wanted to find out many questions that Puerto Ricans have. One. Why hasn't the U.S. government and its many departments, such as FEMA, step in as rapidly to give them aid when it was so desperately needed? 2. How is Puerto Rico seen by the U.S. public and U.S. government? And 3. What is the role of the media in perception and aid? How much of a factor are they in how the nation sees Puerto Rico and how we respond? To set the stage with some history and some facts, Puerto Rico became an independent territory of Spain with its own laws and rights in 1898, later gaining U.S. citizenship under the Jones Act in 1917. Ever since then, they've been trying to become an independent territory of the U.S., but have always been denied. As the first part of our investigation, we wanted to find out what the general public knew about Puerto Rico. We decided to poll our high school, specifically the sophomores and juniors. Our first question we asked was if Puerto Rico is a state, commonwealth, or territory, and 82% said territory. Not too surprising, right? The second question we asked was if Puerto Ricans have United States citizenship. 46% of students said they do. Our third question was if Puerto Ricans are able to vote in our presidential election, and about 68% said that they are not able to, which they aren't. The final question we asked was their economic status was before the hurricane, and 64% of students said that they were surviving below the poverty line, which is statistically proven correct. In addition to that, there was a 26% unemployment rate and a debt of $74 billion before the storm. Now it's even worse, with an additional $40 to $80 billion on top of the original debt. Why hasn't the government noticed that and stepped in to give them aid or any type of federal grants to alleviate the pressure of cleaning up and restoring everything? To try and understand why this is, we spoke with Joseph Liberty, an AP government and politics teacher at Mamaroneck High School, who gave us a deeper understanding of how the government works, which explains some of the reasons on the issue. I definitely think that um, uh, being a territory, uh, you are treated differently. Government pays attention when people make it pay attention. Government doesn't go out and just sort of look for things uh, that they think need attention. It's, it's that groups are able to, to bring pressure to the government to, to, to address these issues. Well, after the storm, many Americans and Puerto Ricans were crying out for help. So why didn't the government step in to help? Given some of the challenges that Puerto, R Puerto Rico faces, there's no doubt that uh, there have been uh, ongoing issues in Puerto Rico under previous administrations, not new, um, whether it's dealing with some of the uh, issue of uh, debt and the borrowing you know, there are, it has serious 
you know, issues that deserve attention. To further answer this question and get some more information, we reached out to Speaker of the House Paul Ryan's office and got no response. However, he has made some statements on the issue, saying, quote, Congress is working with the administration to ensure necessary resources get to the U.S. territory. Our fellow citizens in Puerto Rico remain in our prayers as we make sure they have what they need, end quote. Adding more fuel to the fire, President Trump shared many opinions on this issue. Here's what he had to say. Now, I hate to tell you, Puerto Rico, but you've thrown our budget a little out of whack because we've spent a lot of money on Puerto Rico, and that's fine. That being said, there is still a major question, which arguably is the cause of how the government responded. How does the government perceive Puerto Rico? Does the government see Puerto Rico as a part of the U.S.? What about the public? To indulge in this more, we were able to speak with Mamaroneck High School history teacher Albert Piaz, who he himself is a Puerto Rican, and his family has endured this horrific storm. Let's listen in. Um, I would say that Puerto Rico certainly does not get enough recognition and attention from the federal government. Um, Puerto Ricans are U.S. citizens who pay taxes, who are just a part as just as much a part of this country as you and I are. Um, and the the care and attention brought to that island pales in comparison to to what it should be. He brought up the point of how Puerto Ricans are a part of America just as you and I are. So how can people gain more knowledge on that? Every story on the news that dealt with Hurricane Maria, it was. Uh, there was a reminder thrown in that um, Puerto Ricans are U.S. citizens, and I think that that lack of knowledge on the part of people who live in the mainland and um, who might not have a connection to the island, that definitely hurts the level of uh, focus that Puerto Rico gets, definitely in a time of need like this. I'm sure if Puerto Ricans could vote for presidency, you would have a lot more federal focus on the island. Um, I think if more Puerto Ricans were of higher economic class in our society, you would have a lot more focus on Puerto Rico as well as an island. The speed of help was a major issue in connection to the amount of federal aid given. In an article in the Washington Post done by jur journalist Julio Ricardo Rivera brought up an idea which really caught our attention. The idea that the victims have yet to receive any federal aid and many aid packages that were sent to Harvey and Irma victims were sent more quickly. However, it was the opposite for Puerto Rico. We contacted another journalist, Alan Gomez, who talked to us about this and many other ideas about aid. The U.S. government responded very differently to Puerto Rico than it did to mm -hmm. Texas or Florida. Um, you know, using the, the actions of our president, for example, uh, the president tweeted or retweeted 25 times about Hurricane Harvey in the days leading up to the storm and the 48 hours after it made landfall. He tweeted about Irma 23 times during that same time frame. For Maria, two tweets. And we know very well how much the president uses uh, Twitter as his way of communicating. So, you know, kind of shows you where his head was at. Trump visited Texas four days after Hurricane Harvey made landfall in Texas. He traveled to Florida four days after Irma made landfall there. It took him 13 days to get to Puerto Rico after Maria made landfall. And, you know, those are all obviously very just sort of, in a sense, symbolic things. But when it's the president and when he's, these are like major ways that he can draw attention to a problem, um, encourage people to donate, encourage people to volunteer, you know, his, that difference in his response is incredibly, incredibly important because it sends a signal about sort of where the federal government is at. A 
Although the responses were different from all levels, FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, who is in charge of sending immediate aid in emergency situations, responded very slowly to aid the victims in Puerto Rico. In addition, he explained a little bit on the contract from the White Fish Energy Company located in Montana. Um, if you ask the Federal Emergency Management Agency, FEMA, they'll tell you that you know they helped out in Puerto Rico just as they would in any other place. Um, but at the same time, they, they could have stepped in before and tried to help get more uh, electric companies down there to restore power. They could have done more to get water to and food to some of these areas in the southern parts of the island that were hardest hit, um, but we didn't see that. So everything, everything was done in a very, very chaotic way. That's how we ended up with this strange little company out of Montana that was hired by Puerto Rico to oversee yeah. it. They were overwhelmed. So that example shows how the Puerto Ricans weren't prepared to bring in a bunch of power workers. The feds didn't really step in and do anything and weren't prepared to, to take charge. As a result of the response from FEMA and the American people, how could the media have made it seem like this is a more important issue than how the general pop- population viewed it? To get a scope on this, I reached out to NBC News anchor Darlene Rodriguez, who actually spent time in Puerto Rico. In September, as the storm approached, media outlets were all over it, covering all of the different angles and what and how people were preparing and what the government was doing. Here's what she said. If they were part of the United States, their financial situation in the first place would likely have been different to begin with. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I don't know. Would their power grid be different? Would it be... Uh, in better condition if they were an actual state? I, I don't know. Um, some say yes. Due to the extended media coverage by NBC, would the coverage by other networks and journalists have had a better effect? I hear that a lot. And the interesting thing is that people aren't as interested or outraged as they could be, to be honest. Because I think that, I mean, for us anyway, WNBC, we've been covering the story every single day. As important as getting people to really care about the issue, many charities and organizations still need volunteers, and any donation of any amount goes a really long way. Seeing a problem isn't enough anymore. What will it take for people to take notice of other struggling places? And I'm Cameron. And I'm Gabrielle. 